Hi everyone and welcome to our second lesson in this series. So this lesson is how to teach sentence patterns part two and this is for two types of people. So this was originally done for teachers who are non-native speakers uh, just helping make it easier for you to teach your students certain basic things. Uh, this is also for students who want to learn sentence patterns. So this is our second lesson in this series. Last week we talked about the verb to be and how to take the verb to be from being a very simple sentence to being a sentence that's a little more complex and gives a lot more information. And so we're going to do the same thing today we're just not going to use the verb to be. We've moved on from that. So now we're gonna do a different type of sentence pattern. And so today we're gonna to focus on a subject plus an action verb. And so it's going to be the same thing that we did last time. We're gonna take simple sentences and we're just gonna start adding stuff. We're actually gonna keep adding the same things. And I'm doing that because I want to show you guys how simple it is. A lot of times, People who are learning English or are even intermediate speakers will sometimes be a little bit confused on where to put everything in the sentence. So you'll have all of your ingredients, you'll have all the right words, you'll have the vocabulary, you just aren't clear on where everything goes. And oftentimes that's because it's placed in a different way than in your native language. English puts things in weird places. So this is designed to help you with that. All right, so let's get to it. So the first thing is you have to know what the subject of your sentence is. That way we can use it. So the subject of your sentence is whatever the sentence is about. So that main thing that the sentence is about, that's the subject. And so a lot of times the subject will be a pronoun. So I, he, she, we, they, you, any pronoun, or it'll be some form of a noun. So a lot of times it will be the name of a person or an animal or an object. So for example, Mary could be the subject or a city. So New York could be the subject. The dog could be a subject or my phone could be the subject. So whatever the sentence is about is the subject, but a lot of times you'll see it as a pronoun, the name of a person, the name of a city, an animal, or an object. It's very common. So action verbs. We did go over this last week, but just in case you didn't see the last lesson, I'll go over them again. So action verbs are anything that you physically do. Walking, running, jumping, playing, throwing, eating, fighting, holding, having, taking, speaking, talking. All of these are action verbs because they're things that you physically do. Now, last week we went over the verb to be and I told you, and I hope I made this very, very clear, that anytime you're using the verb to be, your verb is going to end in ing. But this week we are not using the verb to be. So our verbs, will not end in ing. So instead of walking, we will say walk. Instead of running, we will say run. Instead of jumping, we will say jump. And so on and so forth. So it'll be play, throw, eat, fight, hold, have, take, speak, talk. 
So no ing, because we're not using the verb to be. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's make our first sentences. So our pattern here is subject plus an action verb. We will be in present tense for these first sentences, and we will use pronouns as our subject. So here are our example sentences. I run, she walks, he speaks, we shop, they eat. So subject plus an action verb. So I is the subject, run is the action verb. We're not using the verb to be, so we don't need ing. I love it, it rhymes. One thing that is very, very important that people make mistakes on all the time is this. So when we're in present tense, when we're not using the verb to be, if you're going to say she, he, or it, the verb has to have an S. I'll say that again. When you're in present tense, you're not using the verb to be. If you say she, he, or it, the verb needs to have an S on the end. So for example, she walks, he speaks, it runs. So all of those verbs have to have an S on the end because we're saying he, she, or it. Now that is also true if instead of she, maybe you wanna say Mary. Mary walks. I still need that S on the end. Instead of he, maybe you wanna say John. John speaks. I still need the S on the end. Instead of it, maybe you wanna say the dog. The dog runs. I still need the S on the end. Super important. So I recommend that you pause this podcast right now and just practice that, especially the verbs that need the S, he, she, or it. Okay, so let's move on to past tense. So same thing, subject plus an action verb. We're just going to be in past tense. So we're going to use our same sentences because I think that makes it really easy for you to be able to tell the difference with what we're doing. I think it makes it more simple and then it'll make it easier for you to be able to uh, understand these things. And the goal is for you to just be able to say them in conversation without having to translate in your head. All right, so past tense, subject plus an action verb. We're still using our pronouns as the subject. I ran, she walked, he spoke, we shopped, they ate. Okay, so I is the subject, ran is our action verb. Now notice we said ran, spoke, ate. So when we do this, past tense gets a little bit tricky because we have some irregular verbs. Now on my website, in anticipation of this, I've already posted a list of irregular verbs. So you can just go to alisasenglish.com and you can get that list of irregular verbs. So you can take a look and see which verbs change. They basically change their vowels. So which verbs change and which ones you just add ed for. So I will also put a, I'll put a link to that post in the description of this podcast as well. So you can just easily just take a look at that list. Unfortunately, you kind of just have to memorize it. There's not a big reason why some verbs change and some don't. That's why they're called irregular. It's another little surprise that the English language gives you. Okay, so again, we have I ran, she walked, he spoke, we shopped, they ate. So walked 
and shopped, we just added ed. So it's not walked, it's not shopped, walked, shopped. It's almost like a T sound at the end. Sometimes when I tell people that it's a T sound on the end, it makes sense to them. It doesn't make sense to me. To me, it's an ED sound, but I can understand how you might not feel that way. So walked, shopped. Okay, let's move on. So now we're going to the future. So I'm actually gonna give you two different options for the future. So for what we're doing, subject plus an action verb, what I'm gonna tell you right now is the correct way to do it in this sentence structure. But there are other sentence structures that people like to use for future tense. And so I just wanna address the most popular one so that if that's how you like to talk, you're able to do so correctly. So we're gonna get, again, we're gonna take the same sentences. So we're just gonna add will. So it's gonna be subject plus will plus an action verb because that's all future tense is. So I will run, she will walk, he will speak, we will shop, they will eat. That's pretty simple, right? So one thing that I do want you to keep in mind is last time when we were doing the verb to be, I believe I said this, when you're using the verb to be in future tense, you're gonna say will be, both words, two words, will be. And when you say will be, you will use ing. But here, we're not using the verb to be, so we're not saying will be, we're just saying will. I will, she will, he will. Not I will be, she will be, he will be. We're not using be, we're just saying will. Therefore, we do not need ing. So I will run, she will walk, he will speak, we will shop, they will eat. If we were gonna use the verb to be, it would be, I will be running. But since we're not, it's I will run. So it's just really important that you understand the difference. Both of them are fine. One is not better than the other. Use whichever one you want. Just make sure you understand how to use them correctly. If you have any questions about that, you can ask me. So now, speaking of future tense, we're gonna take a little sidebar, we're gonna take a little detour, and we're gonna go back to the verb to be. Because one of the things that people often like to say when they are speaking in, in future tense is they like to use the word going. And that's perfectly fine, that's completely correct, and you can do it. Um, it's just not this sentence pattern, but because it's so common, I'm going to address it so that you can use it correctly. So again, you have three choices. You're about to have three choices on how to speak in the, in the future tense. And I don't care which one you use. It doesn't matter. All three of them are equally correct. It's really just a personal choice. I will tell you that most native speakers will just say will, I will run, or they'll say going, they'll use going. Not a lot of native speakers use will be that often. We still say it but uh, we don't use it as often. And we use all of these interchangeably and we really don't think about it. So you should be able to do the same. All right, so here we go. If you're gonna use going, it goes like this. You take the subject plus the verb to be plus going to, and then you add your action verb. So subject plus the verb to be plus going to plus action verb. And I will post uh, the slides from this on my website so that you can follow along and you can actually see the sentences as you listen to me explain this to you. 
Um, so again, just go to alisasenglish.com. Uh, I usually post the, uh, the slides for this maybe the next day, the day after the podcast. So just kind of keep that in mind. All right, so here we go. We're going to use going to for feature tense. So I am going to run. She is going to walk. He is going to speak. We are going to shop. They are going to eat. So we just take the verb to be, I am, or subject plus the verb to be, I am going to, and then we add our action. I am going to run. And that's it. So if you prefer to use this method, this form, then you can do it. Just do it correctly. And like I said, you should really know all three if you want to speak like a native speaker. You want to do all three because we do all three. We don't even really think about it when we do it. Okay, back to what we're supposed to be doing, which is not the verb to be. <laughs> okay, so back to subject plus an action verb. The only thing we're going to do is our subject is no longer going to be pronouns, which is good because a lot of times people start to get confused when the subject isn't a pronoun anymore. Everyone's just fine as long as uh, the subject is I, he, or she, but then when we switch it up, people get confused. You should not get confused. It's the same thing. It has the same rules. If you say John, John is he. If you say our team, that's we. If you say those kids, that's they. It's all the same rules. Okay, so here we go. Same thing. We just have people, animals, and objects as the subject of our sentence. So the teams play. That's they. They play. Mary walks. Remember, she walks. Mary walks. Because when we're in present tense and we are not using the verb to be and we say he, she, or it, we have to put an S on the end of the verb. So we get Mary walks. The dogs bark. So the dogs, it's they. The city shines. The city is it. So it shines, the city shines. We need that S on the end of our verb. My plates dry, everyone cries. All right, let's continue. If you haven't paused to practice, then you might wanna do that now. <laughs> don't forget to practice this. It doesn't really help you if you don't practice. Okay, so now we're gonna do subject plus an action verb plus a place. So we're just gonna do everything we did. We're just gonna add a place to the end. Most of the time when you um, are at a place to, to, into a sentence, you're gonna usually add it to the end. So, I run home. So we're back to past tense. So I run, I run home. She walked to the store. He spoke at the school. Everyone cried at the game. The dogs barked outside. So all you're doing is telling me where this happened. So you're keeping everything the same. Just because you're adding a place does not mean that you should start changing around your sentence. Leave your sentence alone, just add the place at the end. So I run home, she walked to the store. He spoke at the school, everyone cried at the game. The dogs barked outside. 
don't mess up my pretty sentence that we worked so hard to make. We didn't really work that hard, but don't mess up the pretty sentence. Just add the place to the very end and that's it. And then your sentence stays in order. Okay, so now we're gonna add time. So uh, we're adding a time phrase. So a time phrase is my little way of saying anything that tells you when something happened. So it could be today, earlier, next week, Monday, again, last year, later, anything that tells you when something happened. So with time phrases, we either add them to the end of the sentence, after the place, very end, or the beginning of the sentence. So sometimes a sentence will sound a little bit different if you add it at the beginning versus the end. Um, I would say 95% of the time, you can do either. You can add the time to the beginning or you can add the time to the end and it doesn't really make a difference. But if you feel a little bit uncomfortable and you're not sure if you should add it to the beginning or the end, you can always add it to the end. You can't really go wrong with that. And then, you know, when you become more comfortable, it just depends on how you like to say things. So it becomes a lot of personal choice. There's a lot of freedom in the English language. All right, so let's, let's do it. Let's make our sentences. So we're doing subject, plus our action verb, plus our place, plus our time phrase. Same sentences as before. We're gonna mix up the, uh, the tenses here. Spice it up a little bit. So, I will run home right now. So, I will run, that's our little baby basic sentence. Where am I going? Home. When am I doing it? Right now. I will run home right now. She ran to the store earlier. So she ran, that's my, my subject and my action verb. Where did she go? To the store. When did she do it? Earlier. He will speak at the school tonight. So he will speak is my little sentence. Where? At the school. When? Tonight. Everyone will cry at the game this weekend. Everyone will cry is my little baby sentence. At the game is where. This weekend is when. The dogs barked outside all night long. The dogs barked is my little baby sentence. Outside is where. All night long is when. And I really recommend that you pause here and practice. That way you make sure you keep everything in order. We just keep adding to the end of the sentence, if you notice that. So I did say that you can put the time phrase at the end or the beginning. So now we're gonna take those same sentences and we're just gonna move the time phrase to the beginning of the sentence. And you'll see, sometimes it sounds a little bit different. So here we go. Right now, I will run home. Earlier, she walked to the store. Tonight, he will speak at the school. This weekend, everyone will cry at the game. All night long, the dogs barked outside. So everything's the same, we just put our time phrase at the beginning. So we did our time phrase, our subject, our action verb, and then our place. And so now we're going to describe things. 
So you can describe a noun or you can describe a verb. When you describe a verb, it's called an adverb. And an adverb ends with L-Y. So it'll be something like quickly, quietly, loudly, willingly, tiredly, accidentally, awkwardly, rapidly, frequently. All of these things are adverbs. Okay, so let's add some adverbs. So all we're gonna do is describe our verb. So I wanna make something clear. Whenever you describe a noun, like blue car, blue, the noun goes first, blue car. Whenever you describe in a verb and you use an adverb, it's the opposite. It's verb, adverb, walked quickly. So blue car is a noun, describing word first. Walked quickly is the verb. Describing words second. So it's kind of flipped. I know it's a little bit confusing, but that's why you should practice. Okay, so here are our sentences. She walks quickly to the store earlier. Sorry, she walked quickly to the store earlier. So she walked. That's our little baby sentence. And then we're gonna take quickly because how did she walk? Did she walk slow? No, she walked quickly. So she walked quickly. And then where did she go? To the store. When did she do it? Earlier. Okay, next sentence. He will speak nervously at the school tonight. So he will speak. That's our little baby sentence. Now we're gonna describe speak. How will he speak? He will speak nervously. Where will he do it? At school. When will this happen? Tonight. He will speak nervously at the school tonight. Next one. Everyone will cry profusely at the game this weekend. Everyone will cry. That's our baby sentence. Now we're going to describe cry. How will they cry? Profusely. That means a lot. Where? At the game. When? This weekend. So everyone will cry profusely at the game this weekend. It's the exact same sentence that we had two seconds ago, we just added an adverb. We just described our verb. So we used a word after the verb to describe it. Next one. The dogs barked loudly outside all night long. The dogs barked, that's our little baby sentence. Loudly is how they barked. Outside is where. All night long is when. This is something you should practice just so you're comfortable. All we did was add an adverb after the verb. So subject plus action verb plus adverb plus a time. I'm sorry, plus a place plus a time. And these sentences, again, I'll put them on my website, alisasenglish.com, so you can look at them and then you can make your own. Okay, so we're just going to keep going, except I told you before that sometimes you're going to describe a noun. So before we just described a verb. So it walked quickly. So it's verb describing word. Verb, adverb, walked quickly. Now we're gonna describe a noun. In this case, the noun is just the place because remember a noun is a person, a place, or a thing. So we already have a place in these sentences. So we already have a noun and we're just gonna describe the noun. So the noun, 
when you describe it, it's blue car. The adjective, the, the, the describing word is first, blue car. So here we go. I will run to my home right now. So I will run is our little baby sentence. To my home is where, right now is when. I will run to my home right now. Next one. She walked to the corner store earlier. So she walked is our little baby sentence. To the corner, uh, to the corner is the type of store. And then earlier is our time phrase. So it's the corner store. Corner is describing store. A corner store is an actual thing. If you live in certain cities, a corner store is, um, I don't know, it's what it's called. <laughs> when you live in places like New York, uh, that you have a little bodega or a little store on the corner and everyone calls it the corner store or they call it the bodega. So that's actually uh, the kind of store that it is. Okay, next one. He will speak at the high school tonight. So he will speak is our little baby sentence. At the high school, that's where. So it's not just a school. Now we know what kind of school it is. It's a high school. It's not an elementary school. It's a high school. So high is describing school. And then when are they doing it? Tonight. He will speak at the high school tonight. Last one. Everyone will cry at the football game this weekend. So everyone will cry, that's our little baby sentence, at the football game. So before it was just at the game, but now I'm telling you what kind of game it is. It's a football game. When is it? It's this weekend. Okay, so that's it. So that, those are uh, our sentences. And so we went from having little small sentences like I run to these much longer sentences and if you want to, you can put the adverb and the adjective in the sentence. So you can say, everyone will cry profusely at the football game this weekend. Totally fine. He will speak nervously at the high school tonight. You can do that. So all of those things you can do, you can mix them in there together if you want to do that too. So it's just giving you an opportunity to be as descriptive as you want to be. And now you can say all of this information. And the rules don't change. So notice, even when I say everyone will cry profusely at the football game this weekend, profusely still goes right where I told you it would. It still goes right after cry. It didn't change. All right, so that's it. Hopefully this is helpful to you. If you enjoyed this, please either follow me or like this podcast. And I will see you for the next one. Bye.